Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It is Friday. The weekend is upon us and I'm your host, Silwan. Earlier this week, I mentioned how the Bible is so real to me because I believe that it describes the human condition better than anything I've ever read or experienced or seen. It's real because it knows me. The good, the bad, the ugly. The good that I'm capable of, the evil that I'm capable of. The good that we are all capable of and the evil that we are all capable of. One thing I've noticed over the years, especially when I was working in a juvenile prison, is how many of those kids had no concept of God. That a lot of the things that I took for granted that led me to God when I was at my lowest, growing up in church, having a reservoir of Bible stories, having a reservoir of reasons to have faith. A lot of these kids didn't have at all. No knowledge, no concept of that at all. Well, now we have multiple generations of people that, other than some vague, is there a God, is there not a God, they've heard arguments on either side, they have have no idea what it means to be a Christian, what it means to go to church. I think that's why sometimes churches have a hard time reaching people because they're using arguments that the person they're talking to aren't familiar with at all, and it literally just goes in one ear and out the other. And what I wanted to do today, after a week of pointing to the importance of faith, of a daily walk of faith, how important little things are, I wanted to talk a little bit about Why to believe? How to find your place in the world? I think that's one good way to put it towards people today that don't have faith. Because the one thing that I found is you meet somebody and they've never been in church. They know nothing really about God or Christianity. All they know or what they read in the media or other people say about it or maybe some bad examples of faith. That typically if they're struggling, the thing they're struggling with, and we all do, is where's my place in the world? Where's my meaning? Where do I fit in? How do I find my place? And if you start talking to them about how your faith has helped you find your place, a lot of times you'll be all ears. You know, in the past, one reason when you talk to people about why to believe in God, well, when you would start talking about sin and where are you going to go when you die and all this and that, you were talking to people that had some understanding of that. They had just fallen away from church. But at some point in their lives, They'd been to Sunday school. They kind of knew. And so you were kind of, in a sense, pushing those buttons. You know about sin and guilt. Where are you going to go? You haven't been in 20 years. Well, you talk to someone today, and you start talking that way. They think you're crazy. What? Punishment? Sin? What are you talking about? It doesn't usually work. I have found, though, you talk to people about finding your place. It works. And not only that, I think it works for all of us. As a Christian, sometimes we forget the responsibility that comes with that and also the direction that we can find from our faith. So I'm going to share a few quotes today from the person who I still think, half a century later, is the best apologist and explainer 
of the basics of Christianity, of anybody, the great C.S. Lewis. So I'm going to go through a few quotes that's going to walk us through finding our place. This is, I'll begin with this. If I find a desire in myself which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. See, you were made or made for something greater than just earth. All of us have that internal feeling of, I was meant for something, I'm supposed to do something, I have a meaning, I have a purpose. So you start talking about that, that internal desire for a meaning and a purpose. Everybody understands that. And then when you suggest to them, well, maybe that's because something is calling you to a meaning and purpose. Maybe something is calling you to something greater than just yourself. Maybe that is God. See, that's where C.S. Lewis kind of started with his face, faith. Where's this longing coming from? What is this desire I feel that just a normal job and normal everyday things can't satisfy? Maybe it's coming from somewhere else. He goes on, the more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. Because he made us, he invented us, he invented all the different people that you and I were intended to be. It is when I turn to Christ, when I give up myself to his personality, that I first begin to have a real personality of my own. See, you discover yourself when you give up yourself. And that's the beauty of that first thought. Maybe I was created for something greater than this. Well, if you were created for something greater than this, who better to help you figure out what that is than the one who created you? See, when we run from that which created us, we get further away from what we are supposed to be. It gets harder to visualize and see that. Now, some people stumble upon it. I believe that. Some people end up doing what they're supposed to be doing without this revelation. But you're most assured of finding it and finding it in its totality, you know, who we are is not just a job. It's everything. It is a job. It is our faith. It is our family. So sometimes I think you see really successful people who fall. Because even though in some sense they found out who they are, they only found out part of who they are. And it overwhelmed them and the fame and the fortune because the rest of them was empty, destroyed them. But see, when you find your real personality, when you find out who God intended you to be, there's no falling because you're there. And if you fall, the only person that's going to catch you is God and is Christ. So when you begin to understand, I was created for something. I'm here for a reason. And then you consider, well, maybe the person who created you is the person that you turn to to find out that reason. One, it kind of takes some pressure off of you because now you're going to the one who created you God show me the way and you pray and you listen and then the best part of it all you find out who you're supposed to be and in a strange way you become more of an individual that's one thing I've always found is people that are just filled with life and are exciting there's something unique about them yet you feel connected to them and I think in many ways, when you see, see and meet someone who truly you're like in every fiber of their being, man, that is who they were supposed to be. There's a freedom in that. 
That's a freedom that God can give you. When you give yourself up to the one who created you, you discover yourself and you really begin to understand freedom. And then lastly, if you want to believe everything I just said and you're having a hard time, remember this. No man knows how bad he is till he has tried very hard to be good. Try to be good and you'll understand very quickly why you need God why you need what you were created to be. Just try to be good. You know, if there was no God, if there was no spirit, if there was no purpose, if this was just evolution, you would have thought we'd figured it all out. I mean, we've known for generations and generations and generations and millennia that selfishness makes life harder. Now, maybe that selfish gene from an evolutionary perspective millions of years ago was a beneficial thing because it helped you survive. But we've known for a long time Plenty of time for nature to take care of it that when you work together, when you love each other, when you're good, everything's better. But that's not what happens. What is that within us that we do what we know is wrong? What is the thorn in our side? Just try to be good. Try to go a week and be good to be selfless, to love, to not say a bad thing, to eat right, to be healthy. And, and focus on that. I'm going to be good on my own. I'm going to be good with my own strength and see how good you do. See how good you do. And you'll understand why you need God. And maybe in doing so, that part of you will be awakened that knows there is something out there greater than us that is calling you. That what the world cannot satisfy there is another world that can. And when you open yourself up to that other world and you begin to understand that the person that created us has a unique, unique life for us, identity for us, and that when we find it, we not only become more of who we're supposed to be, we become ourselves, we have a real personality, it is because we gave ourselves up to the one who created us. And when you doubt, when your faith is low, just ask yourself, what keeps me from just being good and doing the right thing? And then all of a sudden, you begin to understand sin. You begin to understand the need for repentance. You begin to understand the need to be in the Word, to be around other believers, because you can't do it on your own. Because that's who we are. And God is the thing that gives us the direction to escape our ego, to escape our own self-will that, in a sad way, keeps us from who we're supposed to be and leads us and guides us to the person we were created to be. What I would like you to do is you walk around this weekend. You're at home with your family. Maybe you're taking a walk in the park on this beautiful fall day that at least is today that hopefully continues into the weekend. I want you to look around you and I want you to remember this world was created for you. Christ died for you. Find your place in it. Find your place in it. Maybe you already know. If you, if you do remember, you're there because of the one who created you. But if you don't know, just ask, where's my place? What am I supposed to do? What was I created for? You know, C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite quotes is, when Christ died, he died for you 
individually just as much as if you'd been the only person in the world. That's the responsibility of faith. That's the responsibility of being who you're meant to be. It's that important. Your life, not only in the eyes of God, but in the eyes of others, the example that you set, be yourself. That is what makes a journey of faith such a magical, mystifying thing. It's not just finding your own way in the world. It's finding the way you were created for. It's almost like a a legion of angels is in heaven cheering you on. Get there. Find it. Be who you were meant to be. It's an awesome thing. It makes life a wonderful mystery. No matter who you are, where you are, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, what good things have happened, what bad things have happened, God is cheering you on. Christ is cheering you on. Legions of angels are cheering you on. Those that have gone before you are cheering you on. I'm cheering you on. Who are you meant to be? Ask God to reveal that to you and to show that to you and then just follow and watch the magic happen. So until next time, my friends, aim high by following the one who created you. Spread your wings as it is revealed to you what you were meant to do and to be and to become and to aspire to. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Open the good book. Ask it to be your guide post. Go out into nature. Remember, it was all created for you. Christ died for you. There's a responsibility that comes with that. Embrace it. Follow it. Own it. Love it. Until next week. Have a great weekend in the world created for you and me and your friends and your family and everybody that's gone before us and after us. But for you, I am your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.